Welcome everybody to the Street Clinics podcast. My name is Brett and uh, today in the studio actually, in Dradicus Labs in the studio, we have Wendy who is the new physiotherapist um, working for Atticus Health. Hi Wendy. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us on this, uh, this Monday morning. Yeah, thanks for inviting me here. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah, no, no, re- really appreciate it. And I guess for the listeners, do you, do you want to give uh, the listeners a bit of a, a introduction to, to who you are? Yeah, of course. Um, so my name's Wendy. I've been practicing for a couple of years now. Um, I graduated from Monash University in 2019 with mm-hmm. a Bachelor of Physiotherapy with honours. And cool. then after graduating, I decided I wanted to travel Europe for a bit. Um, and so my plan was to work in an aged care as a locum for a couple months mm-hmm. and then head off to Europe. And unfortunately, COVID happened. Mm. So I wasn't able to go. Um, but I knew I wanted to work in like a private practice clinic. And so I found a clinic out in the western suburbs of Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And so I worked there for about almost two years and that was an awesome clinic. I had a lot of exposure to um, like a wide variety of conditions and diseases and like my youngest patient would probably be be around six or eight years old and my oldest patient would be above 80 years old. So I had Mm. like a really good exposure to lots of different types of people and conditions Um, and it was also a um, clinic that was very Pilates focused. Okay. And so during that time, I completed some studies in clinical Pilates as well. Um, and at that time, I was also working as the physiotherapist for University Blues Football Club, which is based out of Melbourne Uni. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, then I decided to have a little change. And so I moved to another clinic in Bayside, and that was more sports and exercise rehab, a lot of gym-focused work. Um, and then I took on a role this year at Bomara Soccer Club yep. as their head physio. Um, and, yeah, and then I also re- just recently completed my ASCA Level 1 Strength and Conditioning Coach. And so, yeah, so that's been awesome. And now I'm here at Atticus. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. <coughs> I look forward to uh, to talking to you about, about um, you know, some tips. Um, yes. And I guess before we talk about some tips, what about um, – you could tell the listeners, um, you know, like, like what does a physiotherapist do? Yeah, sure. Um, so physiotherapists, um, we're first contact practitioners and so you don't need a referral to come to see us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll talk more about physiotherapists in kind of my setting, so your musculoskeletal sports physios that you normally see in a private clinic or like a medical clinic. Um, so normally... Uh, clients or patients present to us with some sort of problem and most of the time that is pain and so people come to see us to treat their pain and so we use evidence-based practice in order to clinically assess the contributing factors to someone's issues Um, and then we do a treatment plan to kind of um, address those contributing factors to help achieve their goals and so yeah so we use a like um a wide variety of techniques and treatment um, plans to kind of achieve a patient's um, goals. And then also Atticus Health, I think we're doing some workplace health as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah so absolutely. we do a lot of um, pre-employment 
screening, medicals, yeah. and also like return to work clearances and stuff like that as well. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, awesome. Um, I guess as as someone uh, who has worked, you know, full time throughout the uh, the COVID pandemic, uh, what were some of the common injuries that you saw, Wendy? Mm, you treated. Qu- yeah, good question. So, um, actually, I had this conversation with a lot of my colleagues, and one thing we noticed across the whole board was we saw a lot of um, postural and load related injuries and pain. And so we saw a lot of spinal pain and that. So you get a lot of your cervical pain, so your neck pain, mm-hmm. um, a lot of neck stiffness and mm. or hypermobility yeah. um, and also a lot of cervicogenic headaches, so headaches that originate from the neck. And it's all due to just working from home, poor setups, mm-hmm. um, less physical activity as yeah. well because yeah. if you imagine people aren't travelling to work so they're not getting that incidental exercise mm. in as well um and then we got got a lot of like mid-back thoracic stiffness and pain and then we also saw a lot of um lower back stiffness and pain as well um and the other thing that we saw a lot was um spinal related neurological issues so your radiculopathies and in the lower back your sciatica and stuff like that so that's something we saw a lot of um and all these um conditions particularly with the spine they're also stress related as well and Mm -hmm. so we saw during um covid stress went up um physical activity went down and so we're getting a lot of this spinal pain that's directly related to stress and stuff like that um and then interestingly the other thing that we saw a lot of was um running related injuries because obviously people couldn't go to the gym and so a lot of people took up running including myself Mm -hmm. me too (laughs) or walking anyway (laughs) fast walking (laughs) yeah it was it was a brisk it was a brisk walk (laughs) good enough as long as you're doing something (laughs) yeah exactly that's what i thought um yeah and so we saw a lot of people just like go straight into running they have never done it before and so we saw a lot of um running related injuries as well yeah um yeah so a bit of a mix Okay. During that time, yeah. I guess with uh, Atticus Health, we've got a um, you know a large focus you know on preventative health. So, in terms of both you know the working from home and running, as the, the mm. weather you know gets nicer now, we yeah. all want to get out. We were just talking about that before. Um, what sort of tips could you give people you know that are both you know working from mm. home, mm-hmm. um, which you know obviously still c- continues to happen. Mm. There are still a lot of people that are working from home, so. It's important that, um, yeah, they can keep moving exactly as you, as you said before. So what, what sort of tips could you give people uh, for, that are working from home? Yeah, great question. So um, so now we've kind of moved away from, you know, ideal posture at home. And so physios, we're tending to move towards the best posture is kind of your next posture. And so the more you move, the better it is mm. for your joints and your body. And so I always tell my patients and clients that, you know, you're, ne- you're never going to be able to maintain eight hours of perfect posture. Mm. Like gravity is always going to win. We know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it's – so I always say make sure you move a lot. So put an alarm on your phone for every hour to just get up and move. 
Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people now have like an Apple Watch or a Fitbit and that actually reminds you to kind of stand up and move every hour as well. So that's yeah. a great way to set up. Do, do you do that, Wendy? Do you have a yes, I d- watch? Yes, yeah, I do. Oh, that's I good. Do. I, 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 do I actually that use it. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. Yeah, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. It's yeah. actually really good because sometimes... Um, Just a reminder. Yeah, you're like because you're working away and you, forget, you do forget yeah. to kind of stand up and move and yeah. you don't realise you've been sitting there for such a long time okay um so yeah i use it myself and um the other thing is like drinking heaps of water so you have Mm -hmm. to get up and kind of like go to the bathroom Mm -hmm. or um just like actually scheduling in breaks and actually taking them throughout the day um and sometimes that's not possible sometimes you're not going to be able to stand up every hour because of work or whatnot but just um trying to move more is really key Um, and then the other thing is just making sure you have a good ergonomic setup. So I know a lot of the big companies, they actually, um, set up their employees really, really well, but a lot, a lot of the smaller companies just don't have the resource to do that. And so I, um, give some quick tips to my patients is that you should, your eyes should be like 90 degrees towards the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, your elbows and your knees should be at 90 degrees. Your yep. feet should be flat on the floor. Um, and yeah, so you shouldn't be in like any awkward positions where you can't maintain a neutral spine. And then also investing in a um, standing desk mm. is really helpful. Like I remember my, my brother got some really bad mid-back pain and I recommended him to um, get a standing desk and that actually really helped him yeah. a lot to so just be able to stand and sit yeah. and stand and sit. Um, so that's what I recommend. And then also just doing some sort of physical activity for 30 minutes a day. So make, making sure you do your strength training and that could just be 10 minutes of some sort of YouTube exercise, yeah, like yeah, YouTube yeah. video. Yeah. Um, 10 minutes, 10 to 30 minutes of some sort of like cardiovascular exercise. So that might be just walking. Mm-hmm. It might be a 10 minute skip. Um, it might be a little jog or mm. a bike or a swim. Um, so whatever works within your schedule. Um, and then some sort of like mobility programs, you're not getting too stiff. And you're like moving the joints around as much as you can, and so that's what I recommend. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's hard. It is hard to achieve initially, but I think mm. we we just need to prioritize our health because a lot of the times patients come to me once they have pain, and once you have pain, it's actually hard to treat. Mm. It's actually very mm. easy to prevent it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. so that's why um, I'm really big on preventing health and. Uh, we don't really want to see our patients unless we have to, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think yeah. It, yeah, for me, it's always, you know, as you said, it's always hard to get started, mm. isn't it? Uh, is, is there any tips that, that you could give to people to, like, start on, on that journey and yeah. to start uh, building, you know, like, uh, or creating like those um, habits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say keep your goals quite low and achievable. Mm. Yeah. Like, f- for, for me, because I've been quite active for quite a long time, it's easy for me to just get in 30 minutes of exercise. Yeah. But for someone who has not been active at mm. all, it's actually really, really hard yeah, to achieve is. even 30 minutes. Yeah. And so I say have small goals that are achievable and start really small. And so that might mean you're doing literally two minutes mm, of yeah. exercise. Yeah. You know, yeah. or it might be I'm going to stand for five times during my eight hour working day yeah 
Um, and then you slowly build up from that. And it's always um, the first, I think, three, four weeks is going to be hard. Mm. But then once you actually do it, it actually just becomes a habit, just yeah. like brushing your teeth yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that stuff. And yeah. so I like to think of, yeah, small achievable goals because it makes you feel good and you get that dopamine hit and then you just keep going, keep mm. going and keep going. You want more and more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, don't, don't be um, – don't look at other people, I guess. Just yeah, um, yeah, 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 just like work within your own limits. Nice. Yeah. That's really good advice. Uh, so recently you released a video on, on mm-hmm. running, which is, which is really cool. Um, what uh, common injuries uh, mm-hmm. do you find um, in uh, the people that you treat and the mm. runners that you treat at the moment? Yeah, so I, I treat a lot of um, recreational runners. And so particularly during lockdown, I saw a lot of running related injuries that were because of a too big of an increase in load mm-hmm. um, and the capacity of that person was not there yet to meet that load and so we saw a lot of things like your shin splints which is probably yeah. the m- number one mm. running condition yeah. um, I see and I, and I actually got it myself as mm. well which I was pretty upset about because I'm a physio so I should yeah, yeah, know yeah. better <laughs> <laughs> um so a lot of that, and then we saw a lot of tendinopathies, and tendinopathies are just tendon-related injuries that are related directly to load. Um, and so we saw a lot of Achilles tendinopathy, um, also gluteal tendinopathies, and that's more common in your middle-aged woman. Mm-hmm. And then we also saw some hamstring tendinopathies mm. as well. Mm. Um, and that's all across all ages. And then we also got a lot of knee pain. So your osteoarthritis in the wow. older patient and mm-hmm. then just like patellofemoral pain, which is just anterior knee pain. Okay. And that's across all ages and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and sexes as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, in, in terms of, um, you know, like those preventative tips, mm. I guess, and, and, and you know, you, you had the shin splints as yeah, well. So yeah. what, what did you do? What, how did you yeah. uh, overcome that? Yeah. So the reason why I got it was because I – did too much too soon. So I did mm. um, speed work, but I also increased my kilometres that day as well. Mm-hmm. And so the number one tip I would say for runners is to manage your load. And so you should not be um, increasing your kilometres or speed by more than 20% each week. So that's the general rule I say. Okay. Yeah. And so, so for example, if you're doing 10Ks over the whole week, you shouldn't be doing 15Ks the next week. Because mm. that's more than that 20%. Yeah, right. Um, and the other thing is you should not be changing two things at once. So for me, I increase my kilometres and I increase my speed. Mm. So changing two factors. Right. And so you shouldn't do that. So the factors that you can kind of control are your speed, your distance mm-hmm. or kilometres, mm-hmm. um, and your intensity. Yeah. Um, and then the other things that you need to consider is like the shoes you're wearing, mm-hmm. the surfaces you are running on and yeah. the track you're running on. And so yeah. you shouldn't be changing your shoes and also increasing your speed at the same right, okay. time, if that makes sense. Yeah. So don't change more than one factor at yes. a time. Yes. Nice. You okay. need to give your body time to adapt. Yeah. Um, and so number one was uh, managing your load. Two was don't change two things at once. Number three is... Adding in a strengthening program mm-hmm. has been shown to reduce or like mitigate the risk of injury by whatever percentage it is by a lot. Um, and a lot of the 
time someone comes in with a running related injury is because they don't have that capacity to meet the load so they're weak and so just adding in a simple strengthening program that targets the lower body so your calf your quads your hamstrings your glutes Mm -hmm. your core um, can really help mitigate the risk of injuries that Mm -hmm. we mentioned Um, yeah and making sure you're filling you're filling yourself up well and then also um, doing a good warm up doing a good cool down yeah yeah as well um and then also making sure because i know a lot of the runners they tend to run because they have an event that they're working towards mm. so some sort of fun run some yeah, sort yeah, of marathon yeah. 5k 10k whatever yeah. it is so you should give yourself sufficient time in order to build up towards that event so you shouldn't be training for a half marathon four weeks out yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah. And so some people do do that, and some <laughs> people do get away with it. It's ama- It really is amazing, but yeah. um, that's obviously like a bit of genetics as well. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. I would also rec- I would always recommend to be safe. Mm-hmm. You need to give yourself sufficient time. Yeah. Um, in order to train up towards it, because um, you need to have a training pro- program that's progressive. Yeah. And then leading up to the event, you need to taper down so you're not d- hitting that. 21 k's at a half marathon a week out otherwise you just burn your yeah, 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 yeah. body out um floyd are you listening to this <laughs> <laughs> do you follow him on strava <laughs> i do do you do you compete yeah we do yeah. <laughs> that's fun uh, so yeah floyd i hope you're listening <laughs> um yeah so those are the main kind of tips that i recommend yeah yeah to my runners yeah, yeah, awesome. No, no, listen, thanks for your time, Wendy, today. And we're probably running out of time now. But uh, uh, so, w- yeah, where will you be consulting? Uh, uh, yeah, consult? so a couple of locations. So I'm at Hardware Lane Mondays, Tuesday, I'm at Bang Home, um, Thursday, I'm at Hastings, Saturdays at Karim. Oh, excellent. Yeah, no, we're really excited to, to have you on board. And uh, yeah, like once again, thank you again uh, for your time and coming into the studio. It's always nice to. <laughs> have the guests in the studio when we can it's nice Mm -hmm. to be able to talk uh yeah talk in person so yeah we really appreciate it and uh all the best with with Atticus Health as well yeah thank you so much and thank you thank you to all the listeners uh hope you um yeah you got something out of the tips um from Wendy today so thanks and we'll see you next time